In this episode of the Cyberry Podcast, we sit down with Jim Kowich, the founder and president of InfoSec Learning, a virtual lab platform that is focused on the EDU space. Joined by Cyberry CEO Ryan Corey and Chief Product Officer Trevor Halstead, Jim explains how InfoSec Learning got started in the education sector and the changes they are helping to make. All right. Um, all right. A very special guest here today at Cyberry. Uh, pumped to do this episode. Um, but a good friend of mine and a great entrepreneur, Jim Kowich, uh, CEO and founder of InfoSec Learning. Welcome, man. How you doing? Thanks I'm for having me. Good. Good. Why don't we start this off by just give us a little intro background on yourself. Sure. Um, well, I founded uh, InfoSec in, in 2011. I've been in the business of higher education and the K-12 space delivering products and sales, oh God, for 15 years yeah. now. Yep. And, uh, you know, we we founded InfoSec in, in 2011 and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into some more of those questions later, yep. but yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. What got you into the uh, education side of the house? Yeah. So... Uh, Oddly enough, the summer before I graduated college, uh, I was an intern for Pearson Education, and they they published textbooks. And after that summer, I thought, man, why was I even considering law school? I want to go work for a textbook publisher. Um, so, oddly enough, that's 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 true, and I did. And I uh, I spent uh, the next six and a half years with Pearson, um, and then. Uh, and then I, I left because I wanted to start a consulting business. And, you know, through that whole process, when I was working with schools, uh, they were asking for more content in cyber and yeah. information security. Yep. They wanted a whole bunch of things that they, you know, that they didn't. What year was that? That was 2010. Yeah, it's right at the start. 2010. And when you hear something over and over and over again, you you know, you realize, you know, there's something there. Pattern recognition sets in and you're like, wait, it's probably a business that needs to be built here. There's something here, yeah. right? So, um, you know, we went out and hired uh, a company to interview about 200 faculty members, hiring managers, some folks in the government and in the business space. You know, and we asked them, what's the most important part of any cyber information security or, or really computer training? And the overwhelmingly common response was a hands-on virtual environment yep. that was cloud-based, that the users and the and the companies and businesses and schools didn't have to manage. Yep. They wanted everything packaged up. They wanted to be able to pick apart certain things and customize, and they didn't want to have to manage it. Yeah. Um, racking and stacking servers is things. Uh, you know, it's a business. It's a tough. It's a tough way to go, and managing that is is difficult. So, um, in 20, after you hear something so, so long, you know, we went out and we, we tried, uh, building out some content in the continuing ed space. And as we continue to go down the road, we realized that the, the focus really does need to be on the virtual platform. Sure. So in 2016, we went out and we raised some money because it turns out this is a super expensive thing to build. Yep. And uh, we, we basically, I made a design and I drew it up initially, no joke, on a cocktail napkin. And then I expanded on that and I brought a team of super smart people together. He taped um, together additional napkins. I did. Oh, there was, gotcha. there was yeah. actually multiple napkins. And so ultimately, uh, I, I brought these folks together. I said, here's the user experience. 
This is what I want not only the users to do, but I want this is what our I want our customers to experience this. I want it to be the best thing that anyone has seen. Can we build this? And there was a lot of no's. In yeah. fact, an unending amount of no's. But you know, I said, we have to work through it. So we kept working through it and we found ways to at least get this vision created. Yeah. Uh, so, so we that, did. That's a good, that's a good point there. So l- why don't you give us the tagline on, um, what is InfoSec learning? Um, you know, and then, so we got the kind of how it came about, but, mm-hmm. but so what, what officially, like if you had to give right the, the two, three liner, right. I, you know, I can even shorten it down to less than that. Great. Um, InfoSec Learning. Yeah, I mean, we are a company that provides cyber information security and computer training to uh, to companies, to organizations, yep. high schools, um, and, uh, and and that's what we do at our core level. Uh, you know, our whole goal is to be able to give the you know the Ritz Carlton level service to folks that want. This training, we want to focus on the actual training, and we want to take the burden away from our customers of racking and stacking gear, setting things yeah. up, writing labs. We want to take care of all of that. Yeah. So you mentioned there the the companies and the schools that you're working with, and wanting to give that Ritz Carlton like experience. What what are some of the, these uh, the outcomes that you've been able to mm-hmm. to give to some of these customers you've been working with for these? Yeah. Years? So the outcome really depends on the goal, right? Um, we when we started out. Um, right out of the gate, we had eight schools that started working with us, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, we work with 150 schools, organizations, the federal government, businesses, and they all have different needs, right? And they all require different outcomes. So uh, many of our off-the-shelf labs are mapped to industry certifications, which are important. Um but at the end of the day, they really come down to a core level of hands-on skills, right? Which is Trumps everything. Hands-on yeah. skills is the in this space. In this space, it's a trade. Yep. It is. Yep. Show me you know how to do this. That's we're it. we're seeing hiring managers turning computers around in interviews, saying, "Show me you know how to do this." Yep. And if you don't, you won't work here. Right. So reading a textbook is one thing, but doing the actual skills and performing at a high level is something completely different. So, although we have some labs that map to industry certs, we have other projects and labs that just are hands-on skills related, and we have a lot of custom work. About 60% of our customers ask us to do some type of custom work, whether it's a custom set of labs or creating some custom learning objective. So that's uh, so you you guys have been basically developing like a nice expertise sort of by focusing on the edu kind of space, mm-hmm. right? And so like that customization probably just gets you better and better at serving those in, in individual customers in that space. So what what's it like to be like maybe pros and cons? What's it like to be in the edu space? Yeah. Um, well. I'm very familiar with the space, right? So you avoid some of the pitfalls of someone that's new. Everybody thinks that, you know, ed tech is so incredibly flush and it's it's not. There's not, you know, you're going to roll into community colleges and if you expect an entire community college to sign off on one product, I mean, you you should expect to wait a while. Sure. There's not tons of cash out there. You have to have a great product. And I like the EDU space in the model that InfoSec works because, you know, we work with individual college instructors and high school instructors yep. that are teaching these courses. We show them the product. If they like it, they use it. And that's the sales cycle. Yeah. Uh, a lot of folks come into the 
you know, the ed tech and the, the dot edu space and, and they have a product that you have to get an entire school to buy in on. Right. That's a, you know, a, a, an enterprise deal. Those sales cycles, although the dollar amounts much higher, the sales cycles are much, much longer yep. and you have great companies that can die on the vine and it's crazy, it's tough, crazy, different space. With uh, with all off the script a little bit, with all the uh, custom work that you're doing for these uh, these instructors and for these organizations, why why do you think that they need so much customization when you have these certifications that are out mm-hmm. there? Uh, I mean, is that is that you know are, are we we to assume that these these educators and instructors are not finding the contents of these certifications mm-hmm. um, completely aligned to what they need from their students and right. what they need from their their, their workers? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a great question. I would call it a, no, I'm, I'm kidding. It's an excellent, it's an <laughs> it's excellent, excellent question. question. It, That's is. What it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, because there's more than just certifications, right. right? We work with a lot of schools that want to do hands-on exams. They want to make sure that students have and have retained their uh, uh, the skills that they learn throughout the course. So um, we, by custom work, sometimes we will work into, it depends on how a school wants to structure their course, right? Not all of them are exactly aligned uh, to the domains of various industry certifications. And right. there's a lot of right. industry certifications, I would say most of them that are not hands-on. They are pen and paper yep. or pencil and paper, however you want to do it. Um, so the majority of the custom work that we do fills gaps in the courses um, where they say, we want to do, we want to teach on this skill specifically. Can you do something where, um, you know, we want to test on this, see if students can pen test in a certain way or find these vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. We do those. In fact, um, outside of the EDU space, we worked on a project last year uh, for a company that wanted to screen applicants. And at the end of the day, they said, we want applicants to have these skills. So we built an environment. We gave users 24 hours of access. If they found the vulnerabilities, all of them, mm-hmm. they got a job interview. If they didn't, then they didn't. It was an incredible tool. Uh, and, uh, you know, we built that to spec. You know, we work with Southern New Hampshire University. They're an incredible partner of ours. And, uh, you know, they do a lot of hands-on learning as well. And they wanted to be able to have an environment with specific needs, specific networking and settings. And they wanted to come up with some of their own assignments yeah. to have students go in. So they, we were flexible with them the whole way through. And when we first built this platform, one of our core goals was to continue to always be flexible. Yep. And if we have to do a lot of custom work, then it, it can't be so arduous that we can't do a lot of it, mm-hmm. right? I think that nimbleness is huge for a product like yours just because, you know, all these different organizations, they have their own technological stacks, right? So they, they require different things like mm-hmm. we're a Splunk shop, we're not a Splunk shop, we're, we have this product, we have Alien Vault, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, or AT&T Cyber now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah we do yeah. some Alien Vault stuff. Uh, we... AT&T Cyber, Jim. Uh, <laughs> AT&T I, Cyber. I think they're still yeah. called Alien Vault. Oops, yeah. yep, sorry, <laughs> kick the camera. Um, it's no, get, the, it's, get, it's uh, getting wild. It is. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God this isn't later in the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, it, we have also worked on projects where folks do have their own stacks. Companies have their own stacks and we replicate those stacks. And now users can go in and really play around with isolated networks 
that mimic the stack that they have at their own company. We can yeah. put malware in there. We can do a whole bunch of stuff in a safe environment. I mean, it's 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 hard. You got to practice how you're going to play, right? And if you're not doing that, then you're going to get into the game and you're going to be throwing a curveball. I mean, I don't know how many sports analogies I can throw into this, but uh, find a few more. I'll, I'll find, there's yeah. definitely yeah. going to yeah. be a few okay. more, <laughs> but uh, it's like, you need to practice how you play. So off script again, but, but this is a, this is a g- really cool thing that came from the lunch that him and I had the other day. Can lasagna. You, it was excellent. It, uh, it's Timbalo. Pal. Timbalo. Oh, oh yeah. Way off. Yeah. Super good. Um, so why don't you tell us, talk us through that, um, that, that, that one, uh, company or as a customer or something like that that you went in front of and you showed them how you were spinning up VMs yeah. at like an alarming rate that was like blowing, knocking their socks right. off because this is going to be really good as an extension to what you just talked about um, and just you know keep it buttoned tight sure. or whatever but let's let's hear that so one. Uh, w- one of the largest customers that we work with um, one initially as we we got in there wanted to kind of see the way that we virtualize things and last august uh we rolled out a brand new way to virtualize machines we stood on the backs of some existing technology but did a whole bunch of our own code um you know to really bring this to uh to fruition to set up these environments so we showed them how we were setting up full environments, cloning servers in three seconds, cloning you know Linux boxes in in two seconds, and then getting all the network settings. And they said to us, you know, the first question was, how are you doing this so quickly, networking everything? How did you automate all of this to be one click to set these up? And secondly, why are you working in the EDU space? Uh, <laughs> and and it was you know two incredible questions. Um, but we you know we we spend a lot of time and money doing research on scalability. We want to be the fastest and most scalable company out there. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of CNBC. I, I listen to it every morning. And you have a lot of CEOs that come on you know their show and they talk about you know, we want to do this and we want to do that, but no one, no one ever really, in my opinion, really says exactly what's on their mind. And, you know, ultimately if you ask, what do you want to do with InfoSec? I want to build, yeah, I want to build the best products out there. I want to be the fastest to spin up the most number of VMs. And I want to go out there and eat somebody else's lunch. Yeah. Like literally, cause literally, we're, we're cause have I'm, lunch here. I eat a lot. Okay. I'm yeah. very hungry. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Um, okay, I think we can pivot off of the product development because I think we got enough of that stuff in. Yeah, I would Unless love you to. Have something. Yeah, I would love to hear uh, a little bit about um, any recent product updates or new feature additions that are going to be coming uh, in the next yeah. quarter or two that you can share. Sure. Um, so the virtualization coding that we pushed was was huge for us last August, uh, and we're always making tweaks to that, but. You know, one thing that we just recently rolled out was our new dashboard for instructors because they, you know, we interact with customers on a daily basis, right? In fact, every customer that we've ever had, I don't think there's one that I haven't spoken to on the phone. That's awesome. So, you know, and I I talk with customers every day and that's our pipeline. So this dashboard, we were hearing from folks, they wanted more granular information. So what we did was we developed some new technology where we're tracking all of the users' movements through our environments. Yeah. And they have to, as they're going through a lab, they have to capture flags. Um, yeah. And flags awesome. are six-digit codes. Yeah. They're 
any, any number of things we can create into a flag. And we track a ton of information about their time on task, if they got it right or wrong. In fact, we're taking screenshots and we're logging all of this informa- information, a wealth of data on, on the user's interaction with the environment and putting it into a dashboard that's easily readable. And instructors can now go in and see where entire cohorts yeah. of people are falling short. That's awesome. And digging into individual users saying, I know you're not doing well right here. Here's how I can help you. Um, it was incredibly important. We have anti-cheating mechanisms built in yeah. where it doesn't matter if someone's sitting next to you giving you the answers. You still won't be able to cheat, which is really important in today's EDU space. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. So that that was that. The, the next big things we're going to be working on are um, – our challenge arena, which is going to allow for uh, red team, blue team activities. No longer are we going to have an environment where one student sits down. We can have an almost tournament style where you have four VMs, two red VMs, two blue VMs, and you have two people sit on them and they, and they go at it and, yeah. and we see who wins, right? We have a, we have a digital scoreboard. We're going to track things individually for uh, you may or may not know this, but there's a lot of schools out there that have cyber teams. They do. Yep. Right. Yep. And so yep. they go to these competitions. And a lot of times setting up the network and getting things running is a little bit difficult. We want to automate everything and have folks ready to go. We want to give students the ability to train in a red team, blue team setting, and then and then go play their game. That's killer, man. That's it, incredible. It's a great product. Yep. Without a doubt. And uh, exciting work for the future, too. Um, so why don't we jump over real quick to tell us a little bit about how you kind of go to market. How do you mm-hmm. reach your customers? Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, I was just, I was just telling uh, you guys this story. We had a, a large customer that I was trying to get in touch with I mean, for, for two years, just trying to get in touch with the right folks there and get the ball rolling. Yep. Um, but w- with, with no luck and, uh, you know, we had an instructor of ours uh, that worked at a different school that transferred over to this new school and said, hey, we used InfoSec Labs there. They were really great. And magically, the the doors opened. And that's how a lot of, of our growth has occurred. It's not that we have these aggressive marketing campaigns. In fact, I'm not, I'm not one for sending like, you know, tons of mass emails out. What I enjoy doing is building these products and letting them speak for themselves. So it's really kind of referral based. Like, Hey, I went to this conference. I use InfoSec labs. You should really try it. We have weekly webinars. Every single uh, educator who comes to a weekly webinar gets a free demo account. You can play around with the labs. You can see the features. You can see everything that you need. And uh, the proof is in the pudding. Come and use it. See what the experience is like. And you won't, you won't want to use another platform. Yep. I believe that for sure. Um, that's great. So, um, how big is the team now? Uh, so the overall team we do with outsourced work, there's a, almost 30 people that work on uh, on the total aspect of uh, the environment, whether it's from the code to the data center to um, – you know, to the labs themselves. There's, there's around 30, sometimes 35 people that, that touch some of the product. Yeah. I would imagine the, the content developers are, are a big piece to that and, um, making sure that the, the content is. Yeah. 
And you also have a, one or two rock stars yeah. in regards to that. And everyone needs those. And I have yeah. one, I have a couple rock stars that are just, they're so much smarter than I am uh, when it comes to, <laughs> to cybersecurity and information security. And they're just, they're, they're, they're masters of their game. And I, and I always tell folks that like, listen, you don't need to be, um, you don't need to be a master at everything, but you, man, you have to be a master of your game. You have to want to get out there and play in the sandbox every day if you want to get better at it. And yeah. these guys have been doing it for 20, 25 years. And every day they're excited to get back in there and try new things. It's that kind of enthusiasm that, that you need in a company like if I had yeah. 30 of those, those guys, it'd be incredible. You'd be unstoppable, right? Yep. Yeah. We also have an, uh, you know, we have a great partnership with the National Cyber Watch Center, right? And they're, uh, they're an incredible organization that has, I believe, 300 uh, schools with them. And they've seen every, every product out there or their preferred platform. And uh, we use a lot of SMEs from the EDU space to vet content, to look at stuff, to tell us what's next. I mean, as I had mentioned before, we're always asking our customers, what do you want to see next? We have a roadmap that is over a year long and our roadmap is labs and features. Yep. Yep. Got to have that pipeline. Mm -hmm. We're always going to be building something. Yep. Very cool. Uh, so, Jim, you have an amazing product, it sounds like, man, and, and great product development process, which is awesome, um, serving the EDU space, but it can certainly serve a wider landscape. So we at Cyberary, we've been talking, and we have a target to try to get your product integrated for our customers by hopefully the end of Q3 of 2019, which would be a goal for us. Um, but how can people get in touch with you if they want to just inquire about the product or uh, maybe want to participate in some way or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, if you just want to give them your cell phone, you could hook them up with me, right? Yeah. yeah. 1-800. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, we're, we're very receptive. Uh, you know, uh, if you send us an email to info at infoseclearning.com, uh, you will get a response within 24 hours, possibly 24 seconds. That's great. That's yeah. great. That, that's your primary source. Are you guys on, on, on the old twi Twitter yeah, or anything we are, like that? Yeah, we or? are on Twitter. I, uh, I've promised myself to get better at uh, tweeting, but I am uh, slightly tweet shy uh, based on some of the things that I've seen. Um, we are on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, you, know, you can find us uh, at infoseclearning.com. Yep. In fact, we're rolling out a new website next month that's going to be much cooler than the Sweet. one that we have now because... Um, uh, I don't think the one we have now is very good. Great. But, uh, yeah, those are, those are the ways, um, you, you can reach us. We're, like I said, very, very responsive. So, uh, yeah, Jim, what kind of, what kind of funny story do we have uh, on you on the, on the business? What were the, uh, any, any funny times, tough times, oh. uh, through the business and, uh, yeah, what can you share? Yeah. I, you know, I have to always think about this to make sure <clears throat> the words that are coming out of my mouth are. Not going to offend anyone. <laughs> well, it's very rare that I don't offend someone. That is true. Um, but I, I would say this. Uh, I, I have a good story uh, about our funding process. And I live in, uh, in Baltimore. And it's, there's a lot of ed tech funding. And uh, when I originally went out to raise money for this idea that I had on cocktail napkins. Now, granted, it was much more refined once uh, I was actually presenting to people, I mean, I'll tell you, I got a lot of no's and, and it, it just, I couldn't understand it as an entrepreneur, um, which, which I feel like 
is, is such a, I, I, I hold any person that runs their own business. I don't care if you have one employee, no employees or, or 5,000. I mean, it is so difficult yep. to run a company yep. and, and the, the level of admiration I have for folks that do this and have sustained it for five, 10, 15 years, uh, uh, they're incredible. And, and we have incredible partners that we work with, but when we went to get funded, I, it's such a tricky game. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts on funding. The Full Ratchet's one of them. I listen to it all the time. I'm always trying to pick up the best ways to, you know, to, to still be a master at the game. And we, we pitched to some folks here uh, at uh, a couple ed tech incubators in Baltimore. And I don't know if the pitch was off. I don't know if I was off, which I given. Mean, could, could totally given. be. <laughs> yeah. um, but some folks didn't, you know, didn't really understand the cyberspace and they w weren't sure that, you know, bringing a scalable product that folks didn't have to mess with that would serve, you know, thousands and thousands of students, I guess, wasn't appealing. And so we got a lot of no's. And I thought to myself, is it me? Is it the product? Is it the idea? I mean, my jokes I know are incredible, so that's yeah, not that can't not be that. the problem. Ten out of ten. Yeah, Come I mean, on. those are all stars. Uh, and then I went out to Indianapolis and I sat down with uh, a group called Blue Rock Partners, and they had a ton of experience in the uh, in the ed tech space. Right. And I left there with a handshake agreement that we were going to do something before I left. And, and it, it just really goes to show you, I mean, it only takes one, right? Yep. And, and that's important. And it's, it's been a great relationship with those guys. Uh, they've been incredible. They've been supportive, but it, you know, for a while there, I thought, you know, should I just not do this? I mean, but yeah. That's tough, man. It's it's really, I mean, it was tough. You know, there's been a lot of nights from that day until now where, you know, you, there's a lot of what I call ceiling staring, like laying yeah. in bed at night wondering what's next? What am I doing wrong? But for every entrepreneur that's out there that has an idea, if if you have a lot of people telling you, yes, like we need something and you have the ability yeah. to bring that and build that user experience – I mean, you just keep fighting. So, Jim, it's 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 customers that validate your idea, right? Not not an investor. And so, mm -hmm. with that case, it sounds like you just found the right one who had enough of the right experiences in their back pocket to where they're like, "Oh yeah, we get this. Mm -hmm. We've done this successfully before. We'll do it successfully again with this guy because we think he's great." Um, and so, you have to have that sort of company founder investor. All three need to align, mm -hmm. you know, for those stars to come together. Um, but good on them, good on you, because you guys, uh, again, customers have been speaking for the for the product and the idea. Because you guys, I believe, have something like tripled in the last like twelve months or so ish. Yeah, a, a little more than than tripled. Oh, um, oh so, sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just it's yeah. fine. Just sell a short. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's it's <laughs> been great, man. It's been great, but I mean, it's the kind of the. One of the law of averages, as you continue to get more customers, then there's more customers talking about what, it. what they're doing. Yep. And it, uh, it's tough getting it started. We had to, you know, we jump started the business. We got it out there and, you know, eight customers grew pretty quickly. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome, man. Congrats on all the success. Great product. Keep building it. Um, looking forward to getting it integrated into Cybrary. And um, any last thoughts, anyone? No, I, I mean I'm I'm good to go. I just really appreciate the opportunity to be here, and uh, you know, uh, you know, being a part of Cybrary would would be a great addition for us. So we uh, we have this thing. You'll see it at the All Hands when we finish up, uh, where we drop the mic and we mm -hmm. go Cybrary out. 
So uh, you'll see <laughs> if that you do bit. have an, a funny Ryan story, we could throw that in on the end here. <gasps> oh, we, and, uh, uh, you, know, you know, we can cut it out of the podcast, but we'll probably keep it for right for you know, for future reference. For future reference, and he, he's uh, not going to have much. I, I don't <laughs> have <laughs> much. Other, he does. You know what? He does drive too fast, uh, and and it's. I, I, it's something I've been meaning to talk long, about him How for long a while. have you all known each other? I offered to race him the last time I saw him. I was like, let's get in the cars right, right. now. Right. How, how long have you all known each other, actually? How did you guys first meet? Uh, through Tra- uh, the train, train A stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A, a, so that was a good eight years ago. Yeah, that was something like that. That was 2010. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Or 11. One of those two. Yeah. So, yeah, we've known each other uh, for a while. We've always, uh, you know, stayed in touch. Like I said, he's. I've just tried to help him out with his humor a little bit, his yeah. jokes. Coaching. Yeah, He's coaching, yeah. Taught Addition. me how to drive faster and make uh, other various uh, poor decisions. Poor decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at, it's funny, though, because, I mean, we kind of had to, look, like, shed the chains, you know, break free from the train ace, break free from the, we won't say who, before. <laughs> but, you know, the sloppy situations that we were both in in, in order to get companies off the ground. And it, was, and it was difficult at the same time. Mm-hmm. For both of us, like getting these things off the ground, and we've talked through that like Cyberia startup story, um, which he's very much a part of, obviously. But yeah, good, uh, good work, man. Thanks. Good, good stuff. And uh, to that note, Thor, 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 Thor. Thor, 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 Thor. No, we Thor. will. Uh, let me look at Thor. the camera Thor, and give Thor, a Cyberia out. Do I get to do that too? Uh, I think you can. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do it. Do it. I got a camera. Cyberia out. I got it right there. Bang. Hey, this is Thor. Thanks for listening to the Cyberry Podcast, and make sure to check back next Wednesday for our newest episode.